Prepare to travel back through time to the early days of rock and roll with another episode of Rock and Roll Flashback Podcasts. I'm Bo Price, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. In this edition of Rock and Roll Flashback, I'll focus on the year 1963, the end of a rock and roll era. The year was significant in many aspects due to the changes that were taking place in the music's evolution and also in the events that transpired. I'll be highlighting some of the milestones that took place month by month. I'll also mention some of the bands that were formed along with a short list of noteworthy songs. So let's begin as we flash back to the year 1963. On January 3rd, following the release of Love Me Do, the Beatles began their first tour of the year in Elgin, Scotland. On the 7th, Gary U.S. Bonds filed a lawsuit alleging that Bonds' song, Porter to Three, was stolen by Chubby Checker and used in Checker's song, Dancing Party. Eventually, the lawsuit is settled out of court. On the 11th, the Beatles' Please Please Me with the B-side Ask Me Why is released in the UK. Tell Him, written by Bert Burns and recorded by the Exciters, climbs to number four. The Rooftop Singers' cover of a 1929 song, Walk Right In, achieves the number one position. In February, Please Please Me climbs to number one in the UK. VJ Records releases the single in the U.S. and gets some airplay on radio station WLS in Chicago, Illinois. On the 22nd, the Beatles form Northern Songs Publishing Company. Hey Paula by the duo Paula and Paula achieves a number one hit, which goes on to sell over two million copies. Then in March, the Beatles' first album, Please Please Me, is released. Dion DiMucci achieves his fifth U.S. Top Ten single with Ruby Baby. Walk Like a Man by the Four Seasons becomes their third U.S. number one hit. The group would go on to achieve 16 top ten singles in the U.S. In April, after seeing the Rolling Stones perform at the Crawdaddy Club in London on the 28th, 19-year-old Andrew Lug Oldham becomes her manager the very next day. The Chiffon's debut single, He's So Fine, climbs to number one in the U.S. and number 16 in the U.K. Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash reached the number 17 position on the U.S. pop chart. By May, the Beatles achieved their second number one hit with From Me to You and the album Please Please Me reaches the top of the UK album's chart. In the US, VJ Records releases a single From Me to You. The surf craze continued with the Beach Boys' third single, Surfing USA, which peaked at number three. Two additional singles, Surfer Girl and Be True to Your School, became top ten hits in 1963. The Shantae's also had a surf hit with Pipeline, which climbed to number four. Puff the Magic Dragon by Peter, Paul, and Mary 
reached the number two position. Bob Dylan's second album, The Free Wheelin' Bob Dylan, is released by Columbia Records on the 27th. Blowing in the Wind, the lead song from the album, is released as a single by Peter, Paul, and Mary in June. Later, Dylan also released Blowing in the Wind in August. Jimmy Soul scores a number one million seller with If You Want to Be Happy. The song was based on a 1933 Calypso composition titled Ugly Woman. In June, the Rolling Stones' first single, which was a cover of Chuck Berry's Come On, is released and climbs to the number 21 position in the UK. The Crystals release Dadu Run Run and reaches the number 3 position in the US and number 5 in the UK. Lou Christie has a number 6 hit with Two Faces Have I, selling over 1 million copies. Leslie Gore's It's My Party climbs to number one. She would go on to have three additional million-seller hits. Then, in July, Jan and Dean's Surf City becomes the vocal duo's first U.S. number one hit. In August, the Beatles appear at the Cavern Club in Liverpool for the last time. The March on Washington, D.C. for Jobs and Freedom, which took place on the 30th, featured performances by Mahalia Jackson, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Marian Anderson. The Times scored a number one hit with So Much in Love. Elvis Presley's You're the Devil in Disguise climbs to number three in the U.S. and number one in the U.K. At the age of 11, little Stevie Wonder has a number one hit with Fingertips Part 2, a live performance recorded at the Regal Theater in Chicago, Illinois. In the ensuing years, Stevie Wonder released 10 singles that became top 10 hits. My Boyfriend's Back was a song recorded by the Angels that was intended to be a demo recording for the Shirelles. However, the Angels recording was released instead. The Searchers' debut single, Sweets for My Sweet was a cover of the Drifters' 1961 hit. The Safari's surf instrumental, Wipeout, reaches the number two position in the U.S. and number five in the U.K. It charted again as a top ten hit in 1966. The single sold over a million copies. In September, the Beatles had their third number one U.K. hit with She Loves You. Major Lance's first hit single, Monkey Time, reaches the number two position on the R&B chart and number eight on the U.S. pop chart. The brother and sister duo, Inez and Charlie Fox, score a number two R&B and number seven U.S. pop hit with their debut single, Mockingbird. Motown's Martha and the Vandellas release Heat Wave, which climbs to number one on the R&B and number four on the U.S. pop chart. George Harrison visits his older sister Louise in Benton, Illinois, making him the first Beatle to set foot in the U.S. 
George and Louise provided a copy of She Loves You to radio station WFRX, located in West Frankfurt, Illinois. George performed with a local group called the Four Vets at the Veterans of Foreign Wars Hall in El Dorado, Illinois. Some of the songs performed included Roll Over Beethoven, Johnny B. Good, Matchbox, and Your Cheatin' Heart. Then on October 13, Leslie Gore appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show for the first time. She performed two of her songs, the number one hit, It's My Party, and the number five hit, She's a Fool. On the 15th, the British newspaper, The Daily Mirror, uses the term Beatlemania in an article about the band's performance in Cheltenham. Jimmy Gilmore and the Fireballs achieve a U.S. number one hit for five weeks with Sugar Shack, selling over one million copies. The Ronettes record Be My Baby at Gold Star Studios, featuring Phil Spector's Wall of Sound. The single reaches number two in the U.S. and number four in the U.K. In November, the most famous live version of Twist and Shout by the Beatles took place at the Royal Command performance held at the Prince of Wales Theatre in London. The Beatles played before an audience including the Queen Mother, Princess Margaret, and Lord Snowden. It was at this performance just before the final song that John Lennon uttered the comment, People in the cheaper seats clap your hands, and the rest just rattle your jewelry. With that, they launched into Twist and Shout. According to one account, John made good on a dare from Paul to make the comment. It's All Right by the Impressions reached number four on the U.S. pop chart. On the 30th, the Beatles album, with the Beatles, reaches the top of the charts, displacing Please Please Me, which had remained at the top of the U.K. album's chart for 30 straight weeks. I Want to Hold Your Hand is released on the 29th and reaches the number one position in the U.K. on December 12th. Dick Clark's Caravan of Stars National U.S. Tour was in Dallas, Texas on the 22nd for an evening performance at the Memorial Auditorium. The featured headliner was Bobby V, along with Brian Hyland, the Ronettes, Little Eva, the DeVales, Paul and Paula, Linda Scott, Jimmy Clanton, and the Janettes. Dale and Grace had been added to the tour late in the year due to their hit, I'm leaving it up to you. As the couple stood outside their hotel, they watched the Kennedy motorcade pass by. Just three blocks past the hotel, President Kennedy was assassinated. The evening performance, as well as the next show in Oklahoma City on the 23rd, was canceled moments after the tragic event. As the year 1963 came to an end in December, the Trashmen had a number four hit with Surfin' Bird. Rufus Thomas has a top ten hit with Walkin' the Dog, which would be covered by the Rolling Stones the following year. Louie Louie by the Kingsmen reached the number two position. Tommy Rose Everybody climbs to number three. And Dominique by the Singing Nun achieves the number one spot for four weeks. 
You're listening to Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. Bands that performed in 1963 include The Angels, Fortunes, Freddie and the Dreamers, Inez and Charlie Fox, The Gentries, The Honeycombs, The Irish Rovers, The Leaves, The Kinks, Manfred Mann, The Mindbenders, The Shangri-Las, The Spencer Davis Group, Unit 4 plus 2, and The Yardbirds. Although there were many singles throughout the year, I'll mention a few noteworthy songs and the artist. Another Saturday Night by Sam Cooke, Bad to Me, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas, Be True to Your School, The Beach Boys, Earthland, Chubby Checker, Blue Bayou, Roy Orbison, Blue on Blue, and Blue Velvet, Bobby Vinton. Deep Purple, Nino Tempo and April Stevens. Denise, Randy and the Rainbows. Donna, the Prima Donna, Dion. Foolish Little Girl, the Shirelles. Fools Rush In, Ricky Nelson. He's So Fine, the Chiffons. Heat Wave, Martha and the Vandellas. How Do You Do It? And I Like It. Jerry and the Pacemakers, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada, Alan Sherman, Pride and Joy, Marvin Gaye, Sukiyaki, Caillou Sakamoto, and Telstar by the Tornadoes. As we looked back at 1963, changes in rock and roll were set in motion with the onset of Beatlemania in the UK. Except for a few locations in the U.S., the Beatles were an unknown group. I was fortunate to live in one of those locations. In June, my local AM rock radio station started playing From Me to You, prompting me to purchase the 45 RPM record. Even then, I was intrigued by the Beatles' unique sound, which was different from all the great music of 1963. However, beginning in 1964, a significant change in direction took place, which would lead to many variations in rock and roll. Ironically, it was the British invasion bands like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the Animals that reintroduced the music that had originated in the U.S. and had been, for the most part, forgotten. In 1957, Los Angeles disc jockey, Art LeBeau coined the phrase oldies but goodies and started the original sound record label. In 1958, he released an album called Oldies But Goodies, Volume 1, which was a compilation of rock and roll hits and remained on Billboard's Hot 100 chart for 183 weeks. Then, 14 additional volumes of Oldies But Goodies albums followed well into the 1960s. Beginning in the early 1970s, a revival emerged in the popularity of the oldies. This initiated numerous revival concerts, the movie American Graffiti, and the TV show Happy Days. So in retrospect, 1963 was certainly one of the historic years in the evolution of rock and roll history marking the end of a rock and roll era and the beginning of a new one.
This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look back at 1963, the end of a rock and roll era. This has been another episode of the Rock and Roll Flashback podcast with your host, Bill Price. And until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.